Hang on, I'm getting a phone call. Let me see what they're talking about. <laughs> Hello? Put on speaker. Let me see what they're talking about. Recently traveled with the Hilton. Recommended you to the country week vacation. For info, press zero now. Press two now. It's the Hilton? You pressed zero, you dumb fuck? Number eight. <laughs> we need to speak with a representative. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, speak to my nuts. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ryan. How are you okay, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that, Ryan. I don't mean to take much of your time. It's a very brief call. I do have to make sure... Tell him you're a double amputee. Yeah, 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 that is my area code. Okay, perfect. I am seeing here that we do have a couple of vacation packages left for the area code. You can't go because oh. you're a quad amputee. Why would Fantastic. I vacation where I live? Fuck you guys. I was trying to answer and he hung up on me. Welcome everyone to episode 50 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your half-centurion host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your um, uh, half centaur, so I guess like a quarter, a quarter of a centaur, or like quarter of uh, a horse. No. Oh yeah, yeah. That would just be a person. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, everything below the shins is, <laughs> is horse. Everything below the knees. Anyways, I'm Jordan Granick. And I'm Ryan. We're halfway there, boys. We are in episode 50. I can hear your microphone peaking. The mic discipline, you'd think, almost a year straight, and yet, unbelievably, the audio quality seems to be getting worse. I don't understand it. We have editors for that. Me, again, how many (laughs) fucking times do I have to tell you I'm the one who edits this podcast? Doesn't matter. We have editors, man. I think you... Well, how many times have you said it? At least... At most 50 times. Um, yeah, no, probably... It's the big five We're at the halfway point. We're at the halfway point. Um, let's go and... I think... I think that we should, real quick, say favorite movie, least favorite movie so far. I don't want to get too sappy. I feel like that's sort of... Um, I feel like that's sort of jumping the gun, you know? Uh, we're only this next year is going to be the harder year, I think personally. Because well, I mean, as 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 we get deeper, the movies get better. The movies get better, and that's sometimes harder to make jokes. And um, I'm about to get fucking juice part two tomorrow or on Wednesday, so uh, I'm gonna be busy fucking. No, that's not true. God, I keep forgetting that my mom often listens to this. Um, praying, I mean praying. Um, sorry, Sparky's mom. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, missionary. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Praying. Oh, missionary. sure. Fuck. You're so funny. God damn. <laughs> All right. Favorite movie, least favorite movie. Let's go. Jordan, you go first. You've got eight to choose from. So, yeah, um, and, and, and you filled in a couple times. So I think, I think I filled in, I filled in once. Which one did I fill in for? Holy shit. Was a girl interrupted? I don't remember. Angelina Jolie? No. 
Oh no, Tino was definitely on that one. Yeah. R.I.P. Anyway, um, I'll say <laughs> not least R.I.P. favorite has LA. been Instinct. Uh, least favorite, sure, Instinct. I remember. Which one was Instinct? That uh, was Anthony Hopkins' Gorilla Boy. Oh yeah. right, 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 right. Um, and then my favorite. God, that, I mean the eight. I probably Fight Club. Nah. Um, oh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ryan? Um, The Corrupter was yeah. abysmal. That was a pretty bad one. I'll give you that one. Yeah, that was my least favorite. <laughs> Ryan, do you want to give like a one-sentence recap of what The Corrupter is for Jordan? Yeah, you remember the King of Siam in that last movie? Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Yun Fat Chow. Yun Fat Chow. Him and uh, Marky Mark go on a rampage killing a bunch of gangsters in Chinatown in New York. They're dirty cops, Was, by the okay, way. I got, is this before or after the time that Marky Mark actually beat the shit out of a Vietnamese man and blinded him? Uh, I didn't know he did that. I didn't know so. he did that either. Probably maybe should have come up. Uh, probably before... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, also, uh, Chow Yun-Fat. We keep mixing it up. Again, to reiterate, in 1999. We always, we always get the Chow in the middle, though. Um, no. Oh, wait, do we? No, I think we've done, like, Chun Yun-Fat. Yeah, Yun-Fat Chow, or Chow, Chow Yun-Fat, in 1999. This is my defense. Oh, yeah. He, he went as Yun-Fat with... Chow, and then it was Chow Yun-Fat. So, um, anyway, yeah, it, that was like a shitty gangster movie. Uh, favorite one? Um, I'm gonna say October Sky is pretty classic. Sure. Or the Iron Giant. That's a good or one. Or being you John Malkovich. What? Yeah, yeah there's dude, a lot of good movies one. this the year. Iron, the Iron Giant is one of my all-time. F- that gets me crying, man. Yeah. But one that, that could never crying. be dethroned for me, Sparky. Okay. Galapagos. Absolutely. That's a good pull. Galapagos was the 15 or like 45 minute um, uh, nature documentary that showed in IMAX theaters and then made it onto the top 100 box office since science theaters take box offices, I guess. Um, there was a lot of tension <laughs> between like the local guide and the the British researcher and it was all very steamy, um, very seductive. Um, I think my least favorite movie... Uh, of I mean, there's a lot of contenders. Um, I thought uh, um, I thought Mystery Men was really shitty. <laughs> uh, I really I really didn't didn't like watching Cruel Intentions because it was just like ugh, it was very gross. Yeah. Um, I was I was debating that one. Yeah, the the Corruptor oh, was right. also very bad, but I think the one. That was just the least pleasant watching experience was uh, the 1999 classic Clint Eastwood joint true crime where uh, Clint Eastwood is like fuckable and a hero of justice because he's just good at his job. Um, and uh, and it's just like a garbage, a garbage movie that I hated watching. You know, I'm, I might switch mine to that because I... I'm looking at the list of movies we've watched. Yeah. And didn't even read that 
let yeah. alone remember what the movie was. So I guess I've just completely blocked it out of my. I want to find brain. which one I guessed on. There's also what was it called? A true crime. True crime. True crime. Um, I also Jordan, just real quick. This is just a fun little quiz. If you had to guess from the title what a movie is called, what this movie is called, the movie is called At First Sight. What what is this movie about? Uh, it's it's obviously a meet cute of sorts. You okay, know, keep going. Have love at first sight. Okay. Um, oh, but maybe maybe one is like a hunter or something or like a. Mm. No, but an assassin, an assassin, no, no, soldier, soldier, no. sniper. No, 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 you're, you're, you're getting a blind far man, away. A blind man. There it is. You got it. And he gets his sight. Oh! <laughs> he gets his sight. It's fucking Val Kilmer. And he's a ski instructor who's blind that falls in love with this woman. And they fucking flowers for Algernon, that motherfucker. He like. Does, so is he, he falls in love with her while he's blind. Yeah, he falls in then, love with her while he's okay. blind. She fights finds this doctor in new york uh that's like that's like i could fix your eyes and he's like i'm fine being blind and this woman is like yeah. you're gonna fucking see god damn it and he starts seeing <laughs> and he like fucking algernon's i mean i don't know how else, how else to put it he like discovers like he this whole super sight like what do you mean like he he can see and it's like this whole enriching thing and then he yeah, fucking algernon, loses he get, like, the sight doesn't he get smart beyond belief and yeah yeah, yeah jordan yeah. that was a mouse it was a fucking mouse no, the guy. Person. We know that oh. the guy's name is not Algernon, but we're shortening yeah. it. No, and then he loses his sight again and is depressed, and they break up, and that's the end of the movie. It's a really weird movie. Um, <laughs> I I completely forgotten about it. Um, <laughs> okay, and I found the the movie I guessed on was Mickey Blue Eyes. Ah, Mickey Blue Eyes, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, Hugh Grant as the um in the mob hilarious mm-hmm. so good um my favorite movie i'm gonna say uh huh huh it's a tough one um i think some of the sleepers some of the sleeper good ones um i thought arlington road which was about a counter-terrorist professor that had one of the oh. best twist endings of my i've ever seen in my life um that's that was a good one. I thought Go was a good one. Um, had uh, had that uh, what's his name? Um, I don't remember. Uh, what the fuck was Go about? What was Go? Go was the one you thought was set in Chicago and went big on it, and it That's was set right. in L.A. That's right. It was like uh, it was like four different stories about young people in L.A. Um, I thought that. Uh, um, I I did really like the best man. I thought that was a fun one. Um, uh, I think that my favorite um, of the first fifty though has to be. Um, you cried during Iron Giant. I did cry during Iron Giant, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I think my favorite, if I was gonna go rewatch something right now. It would probably be, it probably be ten things I hate about you. Yeah, that was a, that's a good good call. I'd yeah, I'd like to refactor my list a little bit further and say that. Sure. Uh, spoiler alert: the movie we're about to see was uh, somewhere low on my list. To yeah, say the it least. was pretty. Mm-hmm. We will eventually do a definitive <laughs> ranking. We'll have to get we'll have to get Tino back to do a definitive ranking after the last episode. 
Um, uh, but, um, uh, yeah. Um, that's enough talk of the movies we did see. Let's talk about the movie we saw this week, which is the 1999 classic remake of the 1959 classic House on Haunted Hill. It sucked. I hated it. I couldn't. I couldn't keep it in. I'm sorry. I know we usually save it to the end, but this movie fucking sucked so bad. It sucked uh, ass through a fifty. I don't foot think straw. we've ever saved it to the end. I feel like we always well, try to, but Sparky really. We've had some stinkers. The pooch on this one. Okay, we've definitely had times where, in the time I've been here, we've definitely had times where you go. I know we usually save it to the end. That is true. Just- that is true. I have a hard time with with the really bad movies. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Technically, I only saw sixty six percent of this because I watched it at one point five speed. Oh, okay, cool. That would have been. You watched the. That would have been. I watched the been... entire movie at one point five speed. <laughs> so how's that sixty six per? Oh, okay. I they mean, you missed t- a bunch time. of frames. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a weird way to watch a horror movie. I was really tired and was really not feeling it. Was it a horror or was it supposed to be like a, you know, campy horror comedy thing? I literally don't know. So the story <laughs> Chris Kattan is in it. Chris Kattan is it, which is you is in it, which is usually a pretty fucking good giveaway that we're not going to be getting into serious stuff. That is not a man who expanded into drama. What was the last thing Chris Kattan is? I'm I'm glad you brought him up because I mean he really is the elephant in this movie. Um so Peter Gallagher Well there's yeah. Chris Kattan and then there's Oscar Emmy winner. Um God, how I forget his name. Vincent Price, Victor Price. Yeah. No, well that's What's, not actually him. It's some other fucking it's guy. A, well it's is it Jeff Jeff Jeffrey Barbosa from Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Scarbosa. Um well, he plays no, Bar- a... Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, oh, that's lame. Oh, sure, yeah. What? I got it. Um, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush, yeah. Jeffrey Rush, that's the guy. I guess he didn't he was... win his Oscar then, so I guess it doesn't count. Didn't he? Maybe he won it for he... Shakespeare in Love. No, he got it. He I think did. he got it for the King's Speech. Oh, no, that's right. No, he was nominated for his King's Speech. I looked this up. What? Yesterday, actually, he's killed in that role. Nominee. He's also part of. The, he's one of twenty-four actors to have won primetime Emmy, uh, Academy Award, and whatever the other thing is. A Tony. Tony. At, I, he won actor in a leading role for Shine the, in 1996. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. God, the Oscars yeah, are so bad. Um, this year they're pretty good. I don't I care. I recently, I've, I hadn't seen a movie since. Yeah, quarantine. I haven't seen a movie not released yeah. in 1999 for months now. <laughs> well, now yeah. my grandma, I, since I've been saying my grandma, she watches a movie every night. Wow, that's commitment. Yeah. She doesn't understand a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she picks them and then periodically throughout the movie she goes you understand this and i'm like yeah i'm not following a thing (laughs) she just keeps watching call me by your name on repeat and then once they start getting gay she's like oh i don't remember i don't like this and then by the next night she's just like oh this looks like it's set in italy yeah i mean yeah because like the past four years i've watched every single best picture nominee really yeah, that's. Pr- I don't. I think I usually watch one, and then that's the one I'm like that get deserves best picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh that's been my bit too. Is uh, is you watch you've only seen one movie 
in the nomination or like in that is nominated and you're like oh it's got to be that one it's got to be all the other ones were shitty so shitty i didn't I even the, see them the one exception was i saw la la land and i think that was the only best picture i saw and i was like this movie does not this movie should not get it <laughs> oh cool <laughs> you shut exception. down a freeway shut up go to hell yeah <laughs> um and then you were almost you you were you were right they they shouldn't win it and even though they tried um yeah anyway <laughs> so this movie's got chris Kattan. uh it's based okay so it's based on an old vincent price movie called house on haunted hill here's the premise we're gonna fucking blow through this we're gonna blow through this it's a shitty movie we're gonna blow through it okay there's a big mental institution that's like an art deco fucking mansion i guess uh and the main doctor dr vanicut uh in like the 19 um 31 sure 1931 um he used these mental patients and he cut them up real good he cut them up um and then all of them were like mm, i'd rather not get cut up uh let's riot and burn this place to the ground there's no scene where something gets lit on fire it's a creepy place and tainted love covered by Marilyn Manson is playing. Um, and, uh, and then like all of these shadows are at the door and he's doing his, his weird work and he gets stabbed in the neck and then there's like a riot and then everything's on fire. Uh, and they shut it down. The big steel plates close everything down. Everybody dies in the fire except for five people Ooh, I wonder if that could be relevant later. And then, um, I want one of you guys to walk us through this introduction to the fucking millionaire, the richest man in LA, uh, that that we're then treated to. This part was the easiest to follow at one and a half times speed. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So he, uh, yeah, so we're introduced to, what's his name, Jeffrey Rush, the... Triple Crown Price. winner, yeah. Jeffrey Price. Jeff- Vincent Price. Vincent Price? So it's not Vincent who's Price. Who's the there's one who's the like the famous per- That's who's- Vincent Price. The triple Price. crown guy. Yeah. Vincent Price. Very famous voice, pencil mustache, Vincent Price. No, but then who's Barbosa? Shine. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey okay. His so character's you, name is Steven Rush. Or is Steven Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Why is it so confusing? Stephen Barbosa. Stephen Price is his name, but it's clearly Jeffrey Rush doing a Vincent Price impression, and he okay. does not do it well. Okay, so you got Jeffrey Rush, and I guess it like opens to him like taking these people up his brand new unveil, like first day of a roller coaster in his Six Flags. So they ride an elevator to the top top floor, and then whoa. The floor falls out, or the elevator just starts to fall. Starts falling real fast. Spoiler alert: nobody was falling. They get to the top just fine. It was all a all a ruse or something. I get it was like a screen. No, it was like it was like the terror, you know, tower ta- tower of terror, terror. terror. Yeah, so the- which would have killed them in hindsight, right? Yeah, it was like they had no seat belts. Yeah. They're not strapped into anything. Yeah, it wasn't falling fast. It didn't make any sense. You'd you'd know if you were falling. And it Fair fell enough. for like okay. a fucking long time. Like too long. Way long. Well, I guess 66% of too long. But <laughs> um, 
It probably so would have gotten me. It might have gotten me. I might have fell for it. Like the Yeah, I guess that's true. Like seeing I think looking up and seeing the snap, I probably would have disregarded like speed or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, so they, he's unveiling his roller coaster. Um, which is like filled with all these gimmicks, like he shoots off a train. It just like goes off. Yeah, it's wait, that's with not dummies. a gimmick. He shoots off a roller coaster, like a full cart. Yeah, I didn't quite where, understand it that. It looked that's, like like it fucking like you know, I don't like it flew <laughs> off. Like it's not like I think they tried to make it seem CGI, but then they put the mannequin in the the seat. They were like, yeah, Hang on, something's it didn't make not any right. sense at all. They tried to make yeah. it. They tried to make it like scary because they're like, hold on, something's not right, sir. And then it like cuts to the roller coaster flying off, and then it's just like. Yeah, the the mannequin's arm is stuck up. Uh, what what should we do? And he's like, just put it back on the train. That was kind of good. That was kind of funny. Yeah, the gimmick In was hindsight. that they they launched an empty cart, so it looked like the ride was breaking. Here's and then gimmick. the people in the full cart. Were and then like, oh no, the... we're about to die. Yeah. And then they keep going around the loop de loop. Yeah. And then, and then we are introduced to a woman in a bath. And we know she's spoiled because she's in a bath in the daytime. And she's beautiful. She, she's, yeah. I mean, 90s horror movie. That's sort of par for the course. She's exceptionally beautiful. Yeah, okay. What's your point? I'm just give her credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she is looking at this newsreel of, house on, of the house on Haunted Hill. This big Art Deco mansion that was an insane, insane asylum, um, and uh, and she thinks mm, that's where I'll have my birthday party. Or is weird. Um, so she sends her husband Stephen Price uh, the guest list, and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking shred it. I fucking hate you. Go die, you 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 woman. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Woman. You be beautiful woman." Um, and he, on an old laptop, uh, erases the names of her guests and adds his own. But then he walks off and, ooh, a ghost changes them. And um, and the next thing we see is a, a bunch of hearses pulling up and some folks get out and they're like, why did, why did uh, Stephen Price... Uh, uh, invite us to this party and there we see chris Catan, um chris Catan, who carries this movie on his back um he's like i don't know i don't care this is a pretty fucking scary place i don't like it very much so everybody just stick by me and they walk in and there's nobody there um and uh then stephen price shows up or the woman shows the the wife shows up evelyn and she's like, you're not who I asked for. And then Stephen Price shows up and he's like, you're also not who I asked for. But here's the deal. You've all been invited here. You have to, if you can make it to sunlight, if you can make it to, to, to the morning without dying, um, I'm going to give you a million dollars. And he's got a little envelope with, uh, checks made out to cash for a million dollars. Um, a couple of problems with this, and I, I want y'all's input on it. Okay, one: what was the actual plan for the actual party? 
Were they going to torture their friends and give them a million dollars? Is that what rich people do to their friends? Conceivably, rich people also have rich friends, right? Yeah. Right. So is this just the novelty of you get so rich you need to feel alive so you give each other million-dollar checks every now and again? Because you're saying he Correct. came prepared with those five million. He came prepared check. with the with, checks. With the he, five million, yeah. He, for for the people he thought was coming. Yeah. I so, guess they never went. They should have gone into who he invited because I was also curious about that because he also typed only like five names or something. He also only typed checks. It didn't matter. Well, no, I but mean, I'm saying like who was he planning? Who was on he inviting? planning on torturing? Yeah. Because he's gonna spook and Jeff scare Bezos, him. Fucking Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. Michael Jackson's ghost and Elon yeah, Musk. Yeah, but the point is is that if you went up to Jeff Bezos and said, can I cut off your nipples for a million dollars, he would say, I made that last hour. I made, no. I made that I made that in the time it took you to breathe in between yeah. cut and nipple. Um, I bet that's actually true. I bet that's how much money he's currently accruing. Um, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't make any fucking sense. The second thing. If you received, if you received a an a, a a an envelope, an invitation, out of the cold, from a and I can't stress this enough, a roller coaster tycoon, not a game, but an actual roller <laughs> coaster tycoon, to come to an insane asylum, would you go? Sparky, you just listen to me. Talk to a man about a potential couple's getaway. That is true. I did. I did listen to that. Huh? Voluntarily. I guess so. Do you normally do that? Yeah, usually I get a little further with them and they get really upset <laughs> at me. Like sometimes they'll ask me from, they'll be like, we are the social security place. And we're, I'm like, well, hang on. They don't just call you. They send a million lawyers after you to fucking take all your stuff. Or, this guy's just the they- dude in- or they just send you a letter, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't fill out that right, and you give them more money. And, and they ask me my social, and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, my social security number is like It's four. seven. Just seven. It's the number seven. I'm very old. <laughs> or no, I'll, I'll tell them, like, they ask for the last four digits, and I'll be like, yeah, three, six, two. <laughs> and then what? they- <laughs> Are you that bored that you have to torture these poor- uh, Poor scam artists. Well, there's people who fall for this. So I feel like I'm wasting their resources. You know, one time they they like swore at me and cursed my mother. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> professional social security. Damn, damn, that's crazy. Um, so I guess I guess that point you you made you make your point. I guess you would go to this roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> Do you know where your nearest roller coaster tycoon is, though? Can you name a roller coaster I, tycoon? Yeah, no, I can't name one. I mean, I, mean, like, I guess does Walt Disney count. Walt Disney He's, might count. Bob Iger he, but, might count. That's not count. his thing. Oh, like, Entman. Entman would be sick. Who's the Popums? No, the that's, donuts. That's or Intamin. Sorry. In, uh, in, who's that? Who did? It's different. He uh, like a lot of the roller coasters you see at Six Flags uh, are just sold as kits. Huh. So like. There's like a million copies of fucking Tatsu, the one that like flips you upside, like hangs you from your ankles. Or Tatsu. I think that's but what like it's that's called. everywhere at like all of the all of the Six Flags and huh. whatever country. 
You know, I'm goddamn so like, surprised that you knew an, uh, a roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> I stand corrected. I guess this movie's rock solid. Um, I, yeah. still don't, I still don't think they're that wealthy. Yeah, is this guy like a $5 fucking... Five million dollars is a lot of money. Five million dollars yeah, is an not absurd amount of money. Yeah. To give away. I think in the original in the original movie it was ten thousand dollars, and I don't. Th- I mean, maybe that that was inflation. In the fifties, nineteen. I mean, fifty nine. What would you consider like an amount mm. to be worth in order to just give away five million offhandedly? Um, two hundred. Three hundred. I was three hundred million came to me like in an instant. Oh, maybe a quarter of a billion. Five million? Quarter of a billion, so two hundred and fifty mm. million. Yeah. Well, it looks like ten thousand dollars when it uh, in nineteen fifty nine was ninety thousand dollars today. That's crazy. But also more realistic. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about about giveaway money stuff. It was like, would you really? Would you really? You know, saw your own dick off for ten for ten thousand dollars? Probably not. A hundred thousand dollars. Probably not. Sawing my dick off. I don't know why I picked that. That's a that's the insane. people in Saw were doing it for free. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I guess that is true. I think there's probably some uh, some union propaganda you can make out of that um, <laughs> about making sure you have bargaining. Um, yeah. No. I I don't know how much money how much money would you give away now without thinking about it. Like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I think the number that I would sort of throw out is like a hundred dollars. Yeah, think I, I would could... also max it at like a hundred, maybe two hundred. If I, if it was like, I like, really are you saying like literally in, in just need. you know burn it? Like it's. You're I don't not think getting I, anything out of. I don't it. think well, I burn I mean, it. Yeah, but I mean, like it's. You're not getting anything back from it. Well, I have five hundred yeah. in cryptocurrency, so that's basically just burning money. that's some astute analysis um i don't know i guess i guess it would depend on the thing which i guess means that i there is no amount of money i would just burn i guess a penny i wouldn't care about a penny i probably wouldn't care about uh i keep quarters in my car so i guess anything less than a quarter i'll give away yeah I, i agree with that and I think if you scale that up to Jeff Bezos' wealth, that's probably about $100,000 to him. That he would not be bothered. I don't know. He would not notice it missing. He would not notice a hundred grand missing. Absolutely. His house in Beverly Hills is worth $180 million. You don't think he's going to miss five? That's like the cleaning cost. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't miss $5 million. That's true. No, realistically, he would not miss $5 million. But that's also, what, 5%? Bill Gates bought that house house in Del Mar for $40 million. He will never step foot in it. (laughs) He will never step foot in that house. I think he bought it for, like, his his daughter, right? probably. Crazy. His daughter lives there, yeah. It did, you know, honestly, I I don't want to get too hyper-local, but Bill Gates did buy this house in Del Mar near where we all grew up. Um... Like down the did street. it did it did it make did it make i this this is a house that is below sea level this is a house that is on the beach 
he is Dr. Global Warming. Did that not make everybody feel like a little bit better about the about the future of the planet? He's not living there. Does he want his daughter to drown? Yeah, yeah. It's putting his his baby girl in there, his little princess. I don't think they live there either. I think he just tags right off, you know? Do you think he bought it? I don't just, understand no how that's possible. No one's allowed to go in it in order to save lives? There's no universe There's no universe in which buying a house in Del Mar, a goddamn... Well, it is like the opposite of a tax haven. There's like super high property taxes. It's a company getaway for Microsoft employees. He doesn't work there anymore. I've seen I've seen people oh, in so the does house, that mean and they're all actually very worth... young, and it does changes quite has... frequently. Does that mean he has sixty eight billion dollars in cash? Probably not like, in cash. We are so like fucking far away from this movie. It's insane. If we talk about the movie, we'll be done in ten minutes. Good, <laughs> good. Okay. All right. So they go to this insane asylum. A bunch of ghosts and spooky shit happens, like the lights are flickering and Nosferatu's over there flicking the switch. Uh, they swim in a bunch <laughs> of blood. Uh, they get chased around again, Scooby-Doo style, I think. They get split up, searching for clues. Um, there are, as always, there are spooks it. and scares, but but the, the setup is, yeah, we got the $5 million, you can survive. Chris Kattan... Who, who seems to know everything about it, grew up there, theoretically, because his grandfather was the architect or the builder or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and his dad worked there. He, For he, the renovations. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he doesn't like it. He's not a big fan. He doesn't like it at all. Um, so he's like, I'll take my money that you paid uh, I me. Mean, we, sh- we should note that his dad died in the house. His dad did and die his- in the house, yeah. Which yeah. he lied. His about. grandfather died in Miami, but you right, know, sure, it still doesn't bring good memories. Right. That's where I want to die. Miami. It sounds like a good spot, you know, with the rest of the old Jews in the in the homes. It's warm. <laughs> I guess so. That's fair. Um, I'd like to die in in love. Oh, I think uh, we can all reflect on that. Here. Well, I'm not going to die, so... <laughs> Adios! <laughs> That's good. It's good to set high goals for yourself. Um, He's dead first. So Chris Kattan wants to get his check that I guess I guess they paid him... I guess he owns it? Did that make any sense to anybody else? Does he own this place? No, I think he got paid to, like, escort them. I literally think it was just to get them inside the mansion. Or yeah, which doesn't, doesn't, doesn't did, make any sense. Yeah. But he wants to get his money and fucking bounce, um, and then uh, and then Stephen Price is like, "Are you sure you don't want uh, uh, seven digits more?" And he's like, "Fuck no, I'm out of here. You're all gonna die." Um, and he tries to take his money, but uh oh, the uh, the the it locks shut. It locks itself. It locks itself shut, um, just like it did with the fire. And they're all stuck. The only plot that is left, besides the spooks and scares, um, is... uh, So there are five people there that, spoiler alert, they turn out to be descendants of the five people that didn't die in the fire. There's two blonde people that do something vague with entertainment. um, Which Then there's Tay Diggs, which, congratulations, Tay Diggs, three-timers club on 99-100. Congratulations, Tay Diggs. 
You've been on this podcast three times. Um, we're going to mail you a patch. Maybe if you have uh, five or two more credits, you'll get to the Five Timers Club. Um, but congratulations, <laughs> Tay Diggs. Crown. Congratulations, Tay Diggs. You got the uh, Triple Crown. Tony Oscar primetime Emmy. Thank you, Tay Diggs. Um, That's his toe. Nate. Um, uh, he's a former baseball player, which they made it sound like he had just gotten baseball fired, I guess. Um, cause he was like, I'm a baseball, uh, I guess a former pro baseball player, which I guess they wrote in to make it so that he could use the money. But like, if you had any substantial career to begin with, you're, already fucking loaded so what's the deal tay maybe he was just brought up to the majors and it was pretty cut. stupid yeah it was very it was dumb. pretty stupid that they went around and said all their jobs in the first yeah place. they had they had it like <laughs> he was like making out the checks to them or something he was making out and... the checks he was signing the checks or making out the checks but he was also writing the checks to cash it didn't make any fucking sense yeah. this movie makes me so goddamn angry <laughs> oh my it was, god it was Pretty dumb. So there's Tay Diggs, and then there's uh, uh, what's his bucket? Um, the Doctor Black Blackburn. Doctor Blackburn, who's played by the guy. We can't decide if he's uh, looks like John Mulaney in this movie. I think he does. Peter Gallagher. He doesn't. Peter Gallagher doesn't look like John Mulaney now, but in this movie, he looks like what John Mulaney would look like in a '90s horror movie. Okay, happy. Happy. Sure, yeah, I'll take it. Um, yeah, and, sure. and that's the five. Chris Kattan. 66% of John Mulaney. Chris Kattan, Tay Diggs, Peter Gallagher, two blonde... I mean, Allie Larder and Bridget Wilson Sampras. They are people. I'm not... Allie Larder's kind of famous. I don't she know what else moment. she's she in. Had her mo- she was in Heroes and, um, and the... Final the Destination, Final apparently. Destination, yeah. And Legally Blonde. Yeah. Um, and The Rookie as Dr. Grace Sawyer. Um, I did not mean that to sound like I didn't care about them. The movie didn't care about them. They were indistinguishable, even though Tay Diggs liked one and the other was supposed to be vapid. They they were so one-dimensional, it didn't even matter. Um, well, the, I think Sarah Sarah had some... Uh, yeah, she was supposed to be like, like she a good was, she, You know, she made it to the end, so obviously, you know, she got, she got solid screen time. She did get solid screen time. She's good, I guess. Um, so the only thing besides the spooks and scares, of which there were many, um, Stephen Price thinks that his wife, Evelyn, is trying to murder him. Um, he concocts this plan uh, to have... They're, they're both trying to outdo each other with the spooks and scares, and they're going to make each other's death look like an accident. It starts with Stephen Price uh, doing spooks and scares. There's also a scene where we see that he has, like, somebody, like a, a guy manning cameras and, like, doing the riggings and the spooks and scares, and he's like, You're, you gotta, you got to be more careful, buddy. And the, and the guy's like, I don't know, I didn't close it. Uh, and then the next time we see him, his head is just like open, scooped. like his, it's like scooped out. It's like scooped out. Like he's got no, like it's like scooped out face. Um, so Stephen Price quickly realizes that oh no, this house is gonna fucking kill me, or 
it's my wife trying to kill me. God, so Evelyn dies. We think Evelyn dies from electroshock therapy. Um, Steven, we think, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was implied that a ghost got her. It was somewhat implied that a ghost got her, and then Stephen Price would be like, I fucking know I didn't do it. So it was one of you motherfuckers. Um, and and then it gets all all drama, Stephen Price is the bad guy. Then we find out Evelyn is not dead. She didn't die of a heart attack. It was some drug that the doctor, Peter Gallagher, Blackburn, uh, injected into her heart to make her seem like she's dead. Um, and also vomit blood. I didn't quite get that. Um, yeah, that but was weird too. Blood caps could have been some blood caps or something. Sure, sure. But then, and then we realize, oh, they're in it together. They're gonna, they're lovers, and they're gonna kill Stephen Price and uh, and take his money. And then, literally moments later, she's like, "I've got an idea," and shoots him in the head. Well, or stabs she, well, him. Uh, she's like, um. They don't believe. It's like in, in some way to in in some way to make it more believable. They need a dead body. Someone with, needs to die with the dead Stephen Price. With the dead Stephen Price, and they're expecting dead Stephen Price to die because they have a gun, and they're gonna get. They've convinced everybody that uh, what's his face is evil. Stephen Price is evil, uh, and um, so they figure that he's gonna get shot eventually. I guess. Um, they also put him in a room that drives him insane. That also didn't make any sense. Oh, God, this is exhausting. Um, and then double fake. They... Go ahead, Ryan. I'm skipping to the end. How did they get to the top of the tower at the end there? Uh, it didn't, uh, it stairs. didn't explain. Stairs. Oh. Police <laughs> something. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, right. there was no, there was no, there was, was there no, no obstacle in their way. They just got to the top. Was um, there no escape plan after that, though? No, I, I guess, I guess Stephen Price thought maybe up there. the The other thing is he doesn't know this place either. Like nobody knows where the fuck they are, except, except, except for Chris Catan, because he has all the answers, because he knows all the tips and tricks. Uh, he's uh, drunk as shit the entire he's, time. Though. He's fucking wasted, which I thought was a really solid strategy. I think he, yeah, he's the only one who was like, "We're all gonna die. Let's drink." And then he is, you know, as well the most beautiful woman in the planet. How she's doing? Yeah, this is the <laughs> you're really doubling down in case in case actress Famke Johnson uh, listens to the podcast. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she is single. How would you have known that? If my Google search from last night. Oh my god. <laughs> That is, um, oh, she got divorced in 2000. You're in. There we go. To Todd Williams. Not Ted Williams. Todd Williams. That's like being called, like, Gabe Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That did not, I know Ryan's not paying attention. One, because he's looking at his phone, and two, because that was a fucking stellar joke. Are you kidding me? Todd Williams and Gabe Ruth? God damn it, Ryan. We're 50 episodes well, in. Todd Step Williams? it up. Like Ted Williams, the baseball oh, player. I got you. That's what That one went over my head because of that one. I didn't that know one baseball. went over your head because you were ducked down looking at that phone. Damn. My phone is over here. Thank you. You held you it up. Reach. You did. 
<laughs> just out of arm's reach. So, so uh, Evelyn gets what she wants, and and Sarah, Laura, one of them shoots him. Like I, I counted seventeen times, um, <laughs> which was a lot. Which means that it was not a big gun. I don't know anything about guns, but I don't know it's if you're going to get like a normal pistol. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get twenty you know, eight, rounds. Eight, eight in the magazine, one in the chamber. I guess it was that's it was, it was a Desert Eagle Model Seven Dash. It was. I don't know anything about guns either. I'm it looked saying. very small. It, I think it's not the magazine capacity. It's that she. It was like a solid three, four, five seconds of her just like unloading this magazine into him. Um, like so many fucking so many fucking rounds. It was crazy. Um, and uh, uh. But then there was another double fake where it was actually blanks um, and uh, squibs, squibs, blanks and squibs, which also doesn't make any fucking sense because she's got the gun in the beginning and she shoots at him, but misses and hits the hits the um, uh, uh, hits the bar. Also, all. Also, in that same None of scene, this movie makes sense. In that same scene, Peter Gallagher or uh, Chris Kattan, who is is determined to get fucking wasted. Which again, that's the right answer. All the bad stuff's happening in the basement. Don't go to the basement. Stay in the Art Deco lobby. Get wasted. Blackout. It's sunlight, baby. Wait, that's that's really true. Nothing right? bad happened upstairs. Literally, all you have to do is survive. All you have to do is survive. So. The, if the house is going to kill you and you're going to get murdered, you might as well be blackout drunk. If you don't get murdered, you won't have to hear any of the spooky stuff that's trying to make you quit. So smart. Correct. But he, he's got this big fucking rocks tumbler full of scotch. And Peter Gallagher slaps it out of his hand, but it doesn't, like, slap out, hit the ground, and break. He slaps it, and as he's slapping it, it fucking shatters into a thousand pieces. How flimsy is your rocks glass that he just, like, tried to knock it out of his hand, and it just shattered. So shitty. Anyway, um, Peter Gallagher's dead. Uh, I don't think anybody else died at that point. Right. Yeah. The um. The, the other. The the not the other blonde woman. The blonde we weren't supposed to like. She went wandering off, and everybody had been wandering off and had spooky scaries. Also, um, the entire time, Chris Kattan is saying, "This house is alive. You will die." <laughs> yeah. It's he's, haunted. He's very. Well, yeah. He he is he is a one note character, but that note is correct. He is like, "We're gonna fucking die, dude. Just you gotta just." We're not going to find a way out. The house is going to fucking kill us. Um, which did get a bit a bit uh, boring. Anyway. Um, so Evelyn finds... So Evelyn finds, finds the quote-unquote dead Stephen Price. And he's like... Uh, and she's like, I always loved your money, you ugly stone-turning piece of shit. And... The surprise that surprised nobody. He's actually alive. He grabs her and shakes her and then shoves her into the yard and she's eaten by demons, by by a ghost. It's just like a blob of demons. It is like a bad CGI blob of demons. Did they find the checks or were those given to them? No, oh, they, I mean, Chris floated, they floated up 
uh, Deus Ex Machina style, and they got caught in oh, the. the we'll get there. Um, uh, I thought it was Chris Catan's. I'm really trying there. to get there, Sparky. It's minute fifty-two. Yeah, I mean they're all running around. Everybody's getting eaten by a house. Uh, they go to the attic, and there's some pulley system where they get. Uh, they get it's Tay Diggs and the the nice blonde one. Um, Tay Diggs gets out. No, the blonde one gets out. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Price is holding up the pulley that opens the door. Um, he holds it open long enough for the blonde to get out. Then he gets murked by the soul demon thing. Tay Diggs is about to get murked, but then, uh oh, Chris Catan's ghost, who also just got murked, uh, somehow opens the pulley and um and lets him out and it's sunrise and what's this little envelope on the edge of the door oh it's the million dollar checks cool great and roll credits end of the movie oh jordan said there was a marvel style scene oh yeah yeah very at the very end it cuts back to like the 1931 uh snuff film and it's um (laughs) it's uh steven price 1931 edition being like his he's being gutted by everyone and then there's a nurse crying beside him and it's evelyn and then it's whoa the that doesn't make so any I, fucking sense why would no, that no, happen no. evelyn was dead the whole time dude no well like i think it's supposed to be their past ones like oh. you know how everyone who died had something to do with the house got it okay sure shame still doesn't make any sense so beautiful <laughs> wasted um what yeah, did we uh, learn what did we learn boys don't accept money from strangers okay sure don't accept money for strangers if they're if anybody's asking you to if you get money for surviving it's probably a dangerous situation also he's not a really stranger he's like you know he, it'd be like it'd be if Bill Gates offered you. No, money. it would be like the fucking guy who builds all of the roller coasters that are at Six Flags offers no, you like, a million dollars. Would people know his name? Barely. Yeah, Entman walked up to me. Yeah, if Entman, if Entman walked up to me and said, "I want to give you a million dollars from my donut hole fortune if you just survive the night in this mansion," you Look, best come here's correct. What I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If any eccentric <laughs> fucking guy comes up to me, he's like, I'll give you a lot of, like, a great prize if you make it through my challenges. Because I have two exam one example for this. Great example. Okay. Willy Wonka. Ooh, interesting. Augustus Gloop gets sucked up a fucking pipe. And he's like, well, now I'm stuck in this pipe. I could get juiced or whatever. Like, I don't know what they did to that chocolate. <laughs> juiced. That's how you make chocolate, <laughs> Mike, right? You juice it. Mike TV. Mike TV. He's TV. He's he, small now. He died. Yeah. Yeah. Like effectively. <laughs> what's he supposed to? Be? He's he's three inches tall. I also don't understand how this is helping your case. Uh. Well, if I had known, I have the context of saying, "Oh, well, this eccentric ass billionaire with this closed sure. off factory is sure. wanting to come okay. up to me, give me his factory if I win." They didn't what, know for, that. They didn't know that. Yeah, it was just. They just a tour. thought they were going on a tour. Yeah, a tour yeah, is much different than you might die. A tour isn't yeah, a well, contest. Exi- uh, precisely. Fair enough. There's no stakes in a tour. There were no stakes at all. It was a candy factory. What'd you learn, Sparky? I learned that 
death is inevitable, so you might as well just hang around drinking scotch. That's fair. That's and also, Chris Kattan has really, really, his career is not not doing great. I want to read Did you some out? of the. Yeah, I want to read you recent credit. His most recent credit is incredibly depressing. Um, the first, the first, um, uh, well, actually, in 2019, he was in a movie called The Soviet Sweet Sleep Experiment, and his credit was Subject Three. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. He was in SNL for like four years. He was in the goddamn Roxbury. He was in Night at the Goddamn Roxbury. Okay. I'm going to give you... He was the Prime Minister on Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. Jesus. He's fallen to the likes of Tara Reid. Yeah, this is not great. In The Ridiculous Six, he played John Wilkes Booth. Well, that's good for him. That's, that a, de- was that's a, a decent career. Yeah, that's a, de- that's a decent credit. That, What's-his-face was in that one, right? San- it's a I've, Sandler, right? Yeah. Oh, is it Sandler? Oh what wait, was... no, 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 no! It's the it's the actual. No, wait, it's got. There's, there's no, the hateful eight. There's the one with Chris hate... Pratt, and then there's the. Yeah, Magnificent Seven was the one with Chris Pratt. Uh, it looks like the Ridiculous Six had Adam Sandler, Terry Crews, Jorge Garcia, Taylor Lautner, Rob Schneider. That's it. Luke Wilson, Will Forte. That's not bad. Harvey you know, Keitel. I saw it. it was bad though. I saw it. Though. it was yeah, bad. it has a it has an 18 meta score. That's not great. He's not even one of the not six. It was it was when it was when Netflix did that huge deal with Adam Sandler for like six movies. Yeah, that didn't go good. And this for them, was like huh? number four. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> I mean, if you make a six movie deal, you know number four is gonna be dog shit, right? Because yeah. you can do a trilogy and then and then you have to rake one in. You know, wasn't Uncut Gems Netflix? I don't think so. I thought that was an A twenty four. Oh, it totally was A24. That's my bad. Yeah. That was when, like, the Safdie brothers and shit were popping off with the, uh... Yeah. That one movie yeah. with Robert Pattinson. Uh, BU alum, shout out, Safdie brothers. Yeah, nice. Go Terriers. Um, bark, bark. Bark, bark. Uh, he... Ooh, this has got to be... This has got to be, uh, one of the most depressing, um... Uh, uh, hold on. I gotta pull it. Uh... I saw it. Was he big in 99? Was this like, you know, was he peaking? Um, or was he earlier? I don't know. I think he was earlier. He Night earlier, at the Roxbury yeah. was 98. So he was not, he was not gone. He was already coming down. Yeah. I mean, Night at the Roxbury was arguably his peak. So he had just yeah. peaked. Um, in 2007, <laughs> did he know? in 2007, uh, they made a Nancy Drew movie. And you know what Chris Kattan played? Um, Howard Drew. No, he played an uncredited burglar. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Ooh, that could mean it's a cameo, then you know, like. Yeah, it's like a little Easter egg. We'd have to God. see. Yeah, we'd have to see. It. it could be like a big cameo, like they make a big. Hey, did you guys rent it. this movie to this? I did this rent one? this movie, so yeah. we did give a little bit. Of, I hope he's getting stuff on the back end from he, this one. He's gonna get a nine dollar residuals check at most. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He's not gonna. He's like, not. I don't know how many points he got on on the streaming, uh, of of this movie in '99. But, but man, we love you, Chris Kattan. Man, we've talked about Chris Kattan for a long time. Ryan, did really you write a rap? He was the best part. He was the best part of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Jordan, what did you learn? Ryan, do you have, do you have a what? rap? Oh, um. What did oh yeah, Jordan. Learn? What did you learn? But I do have a rap. 
if 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 I know something's gonna kill me, I'm never gonna go near it. That's that smart. was Chris Kattan's biggest. That's that was smart. the that was the first thing I never understood. Is he knew that this was a it, it supernatural, was haunted, yeah. a supernatural, unexplainable the power of God. Yeah, you know, I will say was in this house, and he still chose to go for what we can assume is like fifteen g's or whatever yeah he probably wasn't making a ton of money but like he also went in with a game plan like he was like i want my fucking money and i want to leave now yeah but like when it he comes tried to a, so hard but when it comes to a haunted house sure it's it's it goes beyond the laws of science <laughs> i mean like that's that's come I mean, on if the house if the house wants to get you the only way to stay away from the Getcha house is to not get got by not going to the Getcha house. Uh, I always agree. just get blackout drunk, yeah. purse barky. Other, otherwise, yeah, once you realize you're donezo. Chris Kattan taught us a lot <laughs> from this from this movie. Um, Ryan, do you have a rap? I do. Let me get it. All right. On a coaster, Barbosa heating up, he's a boaster on a toaster. Fallen in the elevator, such a roaster. Got a deal in the books, he's a hoster. Cut to Tay Diggs and Gallagher. Hitting on a white girl, getting out of her. Fallen in the blood, smashing minds like Gallagher. Nice. Electrocuting these motherfuckers, it's electric. All of them going crazy, he's eccentric. Earning all his miles, he's neglecting. All these people dying, he's... Uh, people fretting some flashbacks all these men wearing skull caps people screaming their no haps nobody is nobody in here we got no maps now we climbing up the tower we escaping looking in the envelope celebrating got a few checks with a milli rolling credits hit the curtains finny sinny amen that was great i wrote that in five minutes while i joined this call so that was good you you're, you're really <laughs> killing it that was coherent uh now it's time for the very at this point redundant part of the show where we decide whether the movie aged like milk or it's milk it's milk right it's milk <laughs> can you think of well, one redeeming non-chris Kattan thing about this movie uh fam k james tay diggs yeah okay it was good to see it was good to see tay diggs working that's this what movie, i really like is, to see this is just a movie i wish i would watch with friends I don't think Friends this, could redeem this movie. No, because, like, last year we did, like, this whole October spook fest where we would just watch sure. shitty horror movies and, right. like, riff. So, like, this is perfect for that. Jordan, yeah, I could have been us. I would just to, be bored of watching it. What uh, is redeemable about this movie? Famke Janison. Famke yeah, Janison. Famke. She's, like, come on. Yeah, we get it, bud. Um, yeah, no, the movie's milk. It's garbage. Uh, but yeah. what did the legs have to say about it, Ryan? Holy shit, we were still doing the podcast. Yes, we're still <laughs> doing the podcast. <laughs> we got what? We got the bit, the best bit of all, the legs, Jordan. We have to you, get the you legs. You never show any Fam K. Jansen's legs. legs. <laughs> all right, settle down. I wish the legs were less. God, I want to fuck her so bad. That was terrible. I didn't like that. I wish the legs were 66% of what they actually are because they're 2.56 this week. That's not great. That's not a lot. Last week they were like a, they were seven. They were like right? in the sevens. Yeah, they did really yeah. well. Um, that's that going to do crazy. it. Thank you for listening to this. I'm single. Please, please, please contact me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess me too. Although I, I, I don't think I'll scream into the mic about it. I got like another month to go. So, um, For what? what? 
Well, we'll talk about it off pod. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you're still doing that, doubt it, but um, you can join us next week uh, when our movie will be the 1999. Oh, God damn it. Horror classic stigmata. When a young woman becomes afflicted with a stigmata. I want to stick my dick inside of pictures. <laughs> That, well, you are so lucky that that is going to be completely unintelligible. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I, I have no idea how it's going to sound, but yeah. It's going to sound really scary and bad. Um, the 1999 classic Stigmata. <laughs> that's all That's all. next episode's going to be, Stigmata Dick and my something. Um, when a young woman becomes afflicted with a stigmata, a priest is sent to investigate her case, which may have severe ramifications for his faith and for the Catholic Church. Um, it's a Rupert Rain Wainwright. God damn it! This the director with the name that's hard to say. Um, it's got uh, it's got fucking Jonathan Price in it. Damn, and uh, Patricia Arquette and Tay Diggs. No Tay Diggs, but Nia Long, damn. who I think was in a movie, one of the movies that um, uh, she was in the Best Man. That's crazy. Okay. We have two movies in a row. That star that are horror movies that star somebody who is also in the best man. Crazy. Wow. Best man was a good stepping, a uh, mediocre stepping stone. I think it came out after all of these movies. Um, uh, Rupert Wainwright also had, nope, just this. He did The Fog, it's but. The, the most average agent. Um, yeah, there was, <laughs> there was some in with horror. Um, anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your half century host, Sparky Shelton. Uh, I've been your half centaur host, Jordan Granick. As always, I'm Ryan. And now, classical gas.